So today, I think we're, um, we've, we've decided on a topic. Yeah. And uh, this is Mark Twyde. I'm here with Michael Blevins and Ross McGarvey. It's evening. So I have an IPA in front of me. <laughs> and is that unique to the evening, Mark? It, <laughs> oh, it's not normally IPA. Wait, 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 it's wait. something else. How dare you? <laughs> if I could just like steal a quote from that other fucking podcast guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we decided uh, to have a little conversation about um, role models and, and uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it all starts with an email. Yeah, it, almost, it usually does. <laughs> <laughs> you mean there's a catalyst for these kind of conversations? Oh, yeah, because, you know, uh, during the day we'll be working on various projects. Serious stuff. Serious, very head down, and I'll hear a ding, and then a moment of not working or not typing. And then a chuckle and then a clear of the throat like I just did. And then I stop what I'm doing and I roll my chair to the side and like, give it to me. Like, how funny is it? Or what is it about? Or how, like, is it bad? Is it this? Is it, is it the other? So like, please reenact but, one of these. No, I, I don't, I don't have one right now. I, I mean, I'm just going to, I'll have to paraphrase because I, oh, okay. I did look through it. Apparently I delete many of them after I don't, <laughs> some, you know, if I answer, I save it. If I don't, because I think someone's trolling me. Um, <laughs> Why would somebody troll you, Mark? Well, because it's be, from it's from like leather panties at hotmail.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mean and, your mom emailed Mark? <laughs> <laughs> or a Spartan wannabe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Spart SpartanWannabe.com, you know, whatever. At, 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 at like it'd probably be an AOL address at that point. But um, but every now and then people will will have a, a, an idea that they 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 don't I, and I think this is what it stems from. They don't like who they are, what they look like. Everything that they've been doing hasn't been working. Like they thought they were doing the right thing. And for some reason, they don't look like Michael Fassbender in the original 300. Or they mm -hmm. don't look like Jason Momoa. Or, you know, it could be a female. I also. have that problem, I, too. I don't look like Jason Momoa. I know. It's a, it's a <laughs> tough look, really. You know, you got to you, first you need to grow your hair out. But grow about five inches. <laughs> well, that as well. And and the beard's just not there. I'm sorry. No. Not yet. It's not the same quality of beard for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so somebody wants to look and like someone else and therefore potentially be, like just be someone else because they're not fucking happy with who they are. And so they, they think that like, okay, well, that guy, he has everything. He's like, he's successful. He's on the billboard. He was in that movie and I want to be all that stuff. And so he can control I, dolphins. I, like. <laughs> exactly. And if I just train in the gym so that I look like him, everything else will come with it. I think this is, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I don't understand the mentality because I'm only receiving the email and I haven't engaged um, deeply enough in some of these conversations to find out what the real underlying problem is. Cause I am like, but that also I think comes from your physical outlet was with a purpose. It was a functional, like you, there was a recreation or a pastime. I'm assuming that most of the people that would reach out don't come from that kind of place, whether it, and it doesn't have to be extreme alpinism, but you know, if you perform, if you participate in any kind of martial art, running rugby, whatever it is, you know, so you're talking about like <laughs> identifying with an icon or identifying with a symbol of what you think that you are. 
And it, like, so you went really deep right off the bat when I, I apologize. No, no, because like, when I get them, I mean, here, let me just, you know, I'll get, I, I don't know. I, hi, I'm five, nine, 120 pounds. I, I can't gain weight. I've been trying since, mm. you know, I was 17 and I'm 19 now or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, because a lot of times this is an, or a, a, a an adolescent or, you know, pre-adult or whatever it is, male, because they're just lost and they saw a movie and then they feel inadequate and that was our fault. And so now it's my, you know, obligation to help him um, <laughs> because I set up false expectations or whatever. Father figure for the lost. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a, guy. Was, a, was a father figure himself until some bad shit happened. You but, created a gold. Um, uh, you built a god. You know, false god. False god. False <laughs> god. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I created, Literally I, and figuratively. I, cr- I did create that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> but but the thing is, so someone will will send an email, and some of them are are, are honest. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I was I was uh, in the military. I got out. I got some issues. Married. I just want to get fit like I was back then, so that I can have a you know a fulfilling life with my children. I'm like, okay, I will answer that guy all day long. Yeah. Somebody, I mean, and I've engaged in like lengthy conversations with some some guys like that, and um, and then every now and then it'll just be like, I want to look like I I, I want to look like Superman. That's what I okay. So, and then sometimes I'll read them out loud, and and Selena will just. Like I'll read them at home. And I'm like, do you think this one's real? <laughs> she was just, she was like, like, don't answer. That's clearly one of your friends fucking with you. So for all of you that I never answered, it's because I thought you were trolling me because the request was so ridiculous. <laughs> and I think that honestly is the is the root of it. Underneath for me right. is like, oh, you. If you looked like that individual would your life be better? Like, I just, I, I can't separate it from, like, I can't take it lightly, I guess. Well, so I get um, <clears throat> probably not as many because I wasn't the 300 guy. Um, Excuse me, that. That. 300, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I know. You, you were specific. You, Some you, offense. You were, <laughs> you were, one of the 300 Rise of an Empire guys. <laughs> yeah, you, have to, I, you have to get the tagline in there because I do have to yeah. clarify that. Um I, I get the the question, and it's usually I want to look like Superman, and we did it to ourselves first of all because well we we created the thing that they're looking at, um, it, at least drove and and we're in charge of it, um, and I think the first part like okay if somebody asks a genuine question like you mentioned like if it is for the purpose of hey I need to make some changes in my life. I'm all ears. And that's basically what we do. The second I hear, I want to look like, or I want to be, or this represents me. I go, that person has way more like deep seated issues. This is not the thing that you think that it is. So although I try to reply to all emails, some of them get a hearty laugh and most of them it's because they did, they lack reflection themselves. And then, so I do the reflection for them, which is humorous. And then let me hold up this mirror for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> um, and then I don't want to mock somebody and I don't want to deter them from a, a quote unquote fitness journey. So I just stay quiet because if I, if I was honest, it would probably do more damage, but this, this thing, and I've talked about it before because I think, um, when we raise the thing, like when the question comes in, like, I want to look like an actor. Um, first of all, are you Polynesian? No. Okay. So you're not going to look like 
Jason Momoa. Um, are you, you know, do you have a short ape index and are you this height and this weight and where you naturally have a wide back? Okay. So you're not going to look like Henry because he has a very specific physique Yes, that makes him look a certain way. And then we add like, one like, no, no, I'm looking for more like the John Candy look. <laughs> yeah. Could, could you well, assist? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I am, I will take you <laughs> under my wing and send you in that direction <laughs> with potentially the same result. With bacon eater fries. Yes. Well, I was going to say in and out burger till failure. Yeah. <laughs> is that the workout? Well, so this is, this is, I want to look like that. I want to look like this person uh, illuminates a, a problem that I saw when, when I was a hairdresser and the scenario there is completely different. There's it Superman always, show. it always makes me chuckle when you leap from training Superman to when I was a hairdresser. I, I don't know why. You know, like, if it makes sense, I've done Superman's hair. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> have you done his makeup? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I have actually. I have to okay. lie, but, <laughs> no, yeah, like, but that's just for a night out. So, yeah, yeah, um, it's just for a Friday. But, no. but, but I, I would insist it's the exact same thing. Uh, yes. So th uh, there, there are some differences, in, uh, but the similarities are shocking. And so how it works in, in a salon, if you gentlemen aren't aware of the process, um, a lovely young lady would sit in my chair. Uh, I would do the courteous thing by asking what she was thinking about doing, and I would playfully move her hair about to kind of get a feel for the texture, and this would be the the banter back and forth. And we'd make a joke. It would be a nice, lovely time. And eventually she would be showing me a picture of Jennifer Aniston. I'm like, I want to look, I want the hair to look like You're this. You're dating yourself right here. Well, so, <laughs> There's a timestamp for when Michael was doing hair. Well, so if it wasn't, Jennifer Aniston just took up a decade of hairdressers. Like, I want to look like that. Now, yeah, kind of outdated, but for the, we're talking about 10 years ago, basically. But it doesn't matter what the picture so is. So no of. one came in and said, I want to look like. Sigourney Weaver did. Um, <laughs> one, two. Shinido, like you never. Corner. I would yeah. be yeah, sharpening yeah. the razor. Yeah, let's yeah, fucking do fucking it. Yeah. <laughs> Alien resurrection or whatever yeah. the episode was. <laughs> for, for the most part, I would look at the picture and, and this tells me a couple things. Like it tells me on the superficial note, it gives me a tone, a color, a length to go for. And they usually don't know what they're looking at because they're not a fucking hairdresser. So I'm supposed to add four inches of length <laughs> yeah. during your visit. Shocking how people don't recognize that. And like, so you came in for extensions. Like, what do you mean? Your hair isn't fucking this long. We need it, to add hair to you. So, you know, I came in for the the haircut to remove about 50 pounds <laughs> well, of, so from my face. After a couple years of this, the technique changes. And, you know, I, I look at a picture. Well, I, I mock when they say, hey, what do you feel like doing? I don't give a shit about what they feel like doing. I'm going to do what I do because I'm the professional. Like, I decide what you're going to look like. You sat here. I'm going to get you to trust me. And then I'm going to make the changes that I think are appropriate to make you look your best. And then I'm going to make you feel good about it. Exactly. In the last decade, yeah. nothing has changed. <laughs> Just the career. <laughs> so The delivery mechanism, <laughs> but the sentiment remains the same. <laughs> Fair, guilty is charged is all I could say. Um, my technique is to use my thumb and cover <laughs> the face of the picture that they show me and say, do you still want the hair or do you not fucking like yourself? Like the, And this was a joke, but it is the same thing that what Mark is talking about is like, wh why do you want to look like somebody else? Well, let's rewind this like because you don't want to be you. Absolutely. 
fair enough. Let's talk about what makes you you. And then now we're now we're into another realm that no one wants to fucking. You're go in down. the chair, so let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you get up now, it's going to be real weird. So yeah. you're stuck. <laughs> I've already washed it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can leave with wet hair, but you're still paying for a shampoo. Yeah. Um, and and the 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 chair. The chair exchanged for just a room with an email, and, and now we're having the same conversations, albeit under different circumstances and a, just a different goal. Um, there, there was a really funny thing um, when that uh, the, the Right Stuff book came out before the movie was made, and a bunch of friends of mine, I write it and read it, and we're talking about it. And, and, and one of the guys pointed out, um, it was my first climbing mentor, a guy named Dave Kahn, he pointed out, he just goes, just replace fighter pilot with anything and you have the keys to success. You know, you want to put, you know, it says fighter pilot, climber, you know, or hairdresser or trainer or whatever. But the philosophy for success in life is in this book. And that's why these guys got you know, we're willing to fucking sit on top of a rocket and get shot into space is because they were at the pinnacle of success. Mm. And just as an aside, my favorite sort of incident in that book is the dude who like made all the right decisions, totally went for it, still died. <laughs> it's like plane, if I recall correctly, plane goes bad on takeoff and he's too close to the ground. Uh, to eject properly somehow he, he turns the he thinks okay if i just turn the plane upside down or something i can't remember. i go okay this is like the absolute opposite of what you should do so what was the name of that book again <laughs> you dated yourself as well yeah uh, the, so the, there's a interesting point there that um there's two kinds of these and they go both ways. So there's the people that want to look like people that we've been involved with, which I don't, I don't yeah. have anything to do with that. Like we don't make they are fine physical specimens. Yeah. We don't make beautiful people. We just make beautiful people capable. And I think people miss the point, but I really want you to make me look like gal. Could you do that? Um, and I'm going to have to like shave my legs and stuff, but you know, <laughs> that's a start. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. I don't know, Mark. Do you want to? <laughs> so they're, they're, the, my lips are sealed. I, I, you know, Ross, I wouldn't even give it a try. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. Because like I like to accept jobs where I think I have a chance of succeeding. It, well, that's what makes you successful. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there is a plastic yeah. surgeon. <laughs> so on the on the on the on the side of I want to look like X or her or him. There's also how do I be you, which is another question that we get of like. I want to work in Hollywood jobs. I want to work with military. I want to, I want to work in the line of work that you do thinking that we, or you or I had this projected, like, I don't know, certainty, this, this premonition to have the career that we wanted. And we thought that it was going to go like this. And we just said, you know, maybe we use the secret and I just asked the universe to be around rich, beautiful people. Like, man, that sounds I, fun. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would just reference back to the guy who recently asked me about how he could get into training like high end clients and the movies and this and that. And, you know, he's, he's been fairly effective at training himself, you know, looks like the cover model or whatever, despite a few, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like perfect body composition, but, um, and I was just flex really hard under a downlight. Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Gotcha. But, but, you know, he's been effectively, you know, he's been effective at sort of training himself, probably recomp recomposing his own body you know he was i mean i just look at it like oh he's he was like a big guy before and he got down to you know where he, he revealed his abs and you know that sort of thing 
<laughs> and so now he thinks that, that that's transferable to other people via him as the messenger. Mm. And I, I was trying to decide how I, I haven't answered yet. Um, I don't know if I will, but I'm trying to decide how to. I'm just like, well, there's a there's a process for it. And just be at this address and on this day and I'll just totally walk you through it and get you a job, man. Yeah, we're looking for and just send them somewhere or like, <laughs> oh no no no, your client. I already set you up with your, with your first client. He's waiting for you beneath the Hollywood sign. <laughs> no no, he's gonna like when you roll up on him. He's dressed in black. Well, he's gonna look homeless, <laughs> but 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 don't don't judge. That's method okay. acting. It's no no method. no. That's, no, that's, no yeah, he's preparing. He's outside the Chinese theater wearing a Superman costume. <laughs> So, and so, he's not moving. So fitness model <laughs> is to coach as Xbox game champion is to soldier. Is that kind of I, essentially I, the same thing? Yes. There's I, a miss of Mark. Like we're kind of doing, we're, we're doing similar motions. It's a totally different ground. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's hard to explain to somebody who is in the fitness business to be like, I, I don't think you think you think what it is. Like I, I there's a mismatch between, you thinking that you want to do what we do, which is um, you get to hang around all these cool people and you get to make movies and you get to be on set and you get access to special things. No, no, no. What you really want is to have done what we have done and reap the benefits of it, but you don't really want to do this. Like go through the process of learning and, you know, uh, trial by error and trial by fire it, to, to figure out actually how to do it. You just want to have done it and be successful and then, and then sell a book. Yeah, and, that, and that's not unique to, <clears throat> to your space. Oh, and, hell no. And, like there is this touch. If I can touch greatness then I too will be great. I'll let you touch me. You know, I, <laughs> but, but, but where does that come from? Well, uh, personal unhappiness. And also I think a lot of naivety and short-sightedness because in the business world, it's very, very prevalent. It's, I mean, I've spoken to dozens of college kids that are like, if you just teach me what you know, like I could do what you do. Mm. Yeah, but I'm almost forty. You, I was, I was, I was, I was just going to play the age card. Also, yeah, you know, it, it's like, like I, I, I'd love to. Well, well, I went and lived in a different country. I got a mortgage at twenty-two. I've worked <laughs> innumerable super crappy jobs. I got to a place in life where I thought, okay, I've got a platform. You know, I've got a path. I met a girl. I threw it all to shit. I hit the reset button. Went and did another slew of crappy jobs, mm. <laughs> all manual labor to then unlearn everything I knew, try and, you know, and, and go all the way through. I'm like, how does that sound? What, so there's something no, that happens not for that's, you? that's really common. It's like people that eventually get to where they want to go, they, and not to make this a, a fucking tagline out of a bestseller motivational book. Come but, on, man. We need, a, we need a subtitle for our book. You literally can't. You, you, you're not afraid to start over again. And then when you do start over, when you start over, you start over like it's the first time you've ever done anything. Like in that, that's been my, and I'm not saying that I'm successful. In fact, I think the opposite. When people ask me for advice on success, I'm like, man, you should fucking go somewhere else. Like, oh, I, I will, I will agree with you 100% on that because when people say, like, how did you make Jim Jones successful? And I was just like, you don't, this is not a business plan. <laughs> Be, because, you know, at the time it's like, okay, it's whatever it was. I mean, I'll just say three years ago or something. I, I don't know when it was at the peak of, 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 it. yeah, whatever. But I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is not a plan. 
because that's I didn't, I, I designed it in the beginning purposefully not to succeed because it was never going to be a business. So, <laughs> so you're saying, wait, wait, uh, let me try another analogy. Okay. Asking Mark Twight for business advice is like asking Kim Jong-un how to start a country. Didn't he just have one? Yeah, he has the cut. Like you had a business. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> going to blow up one day. It, like, but, like it's going to disappear. As, as all businesses do. Sure, yeah, as they should. I mean, there, but there is an answer to that, which is let me tell you about every mistake I ever made, which brought me to this point. Yeah, but you, I want the highlight reel of success. Like I want to avoid your pitfalls. And the answer is, let me tell you about every success, every mistake that I've made that brought me to this point because there is no road. I have this whole thing, you know, it's X factor, you know, let's, everybody wants a guru. You're going to tell me how to fix my problem and everything will be great. Well, my answer is... Kill yourself. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Please don't talk to me about that. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I just, Ross, at this point, you know. <laughs> You're 40. <laughs> Halfway through the movie. I'm not, not there yet. Good, I'm, you I'm can on check my out. way to. I like to think of it as, <laughs> okay. you know. Now, how long have you been trying to get rid of that accent? Uh, eight and a half years. Okay. <laughs> Failure. Kill myself. Failure. Kill myself. You know, the that that was a that, that's a philosophical question that was asked and it was an important one for a very long time of like well, what? Like the Sisyphus analogy becomes apparent in life. Absolutely. Because you're like, oh, I'm just pushing this fucking thing over and over. Like, why don't I check out? And that that's something everybody actually has to overcome. And we make jokes about it because it's a, it's a quite a serious thing when you consider how close most people at the highest levels of anything have considered probably taking their own life. Uh, it, it is, there is a really fine line. And like, I'll talk because I think comedy sometimes at least makes this a conversation worth having, but there are moments when you're on the cusp of something that people would consider success and you are at the, like the pinnacle of failure. You're like on the bottom row. You, you, you've done everything you can and you're about to fail. Michael, I have, I can, I can look back on, quote unquote, my most successful years and pinpoint the most unhappy years and unfulfilling years I've ever had. Like a hundred percent. And they are coincidental. Yeah. And yeah, they're like, oh, okay. but, but you made all this money or you did this thing. And I'm like, I was miserable. That's not worth it. It didn't change a it, thing. It, it didn't change a thing. And I've had these these points a couple of times in the last decade where you think it's going to be different because you've got this one thing or if you can just have whatever X is, but X is different to everyone. Mm. You know, it's, it, it's, I don't want to say it's a letdown because that sounds really like mealy mouth, but it's like, huh. Wow, I did everything to get what I thought I wanted and I'm still me. <laughs> I was just, I, you, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. Like, I tried so hard to be that person. And in the end, I'm not that fucking person. I'm still I, the person that I don't want to be. Exactly. So if we can just get that, like, get that out of the way in the, in the response email, mm -hmm. then we just 
like, and, and, and I think we should work on crafting one Ooh. that's sort of auto response. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there is something, so, you know, to, to bring this into, you know, we talk about why it's an absurd question. Like why, why it's an absurd notion that you would want to be somebody else. There is a notion that I don't want to be me. I want to be a better version of me. Those people we do in fact. So that's and, different yeah. though. Yes. Right. And, and so, but how do you detect that is the very hard thing to do as somebody who uh, facilitates change in people. And I'm not going to say like the idea of transformation comes up with almost every, if you watch HGTV, you're going to transform your house because you don't like the fucking house you're in. But the same thing comes like you don't want to be the fatty. So you join the lo biggest loser or whatever. The thing is, everything is about transformation. Yet people are totally missing the questions like, why do you need to transform? Like, how did you get here? Why are you not the person that you want to be? I mean, since you brought up the biggest loser. <laughs> we're just talking about a single individual, right? <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, I was, okay, I was yeah. talking about like oh, a, gotcha. um, it was on TV for, is it still on? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 there, I, there I don't know. There are failures in the state that were on the biggest loser. <laughs> and so, then they went directly to doomsday preppers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But isn't that because the ranch is down by St. George? It is. Like so. one of, yeah, yeah. One of yeah. Anyway, so, um, so one of the things, uh, like I stopped watching after I saw that what I believed was the culmination of, you know, 13 seasons or whatever it was, is that there was a, a female and she was losing weight and she's losing some more weight and she's losing more weight and she gets on the scale and she's like 199 and she's crying. And... So I'm looking at this, I'm like, and then the host, you know, because the host, she was such a fucking cunt. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but because she would, she would just stick people like G with these Jillian horrible, is that, is that the one? No, no, or no, the no, other no, one? no, the, um, the, uh, it, it, she would ask the, like when they're on the scale, it, mm. she would ask the pointed questions about like, what's, what, you know, why are you crying? What's wrong with your life? You know, what is like, like all these things are like in an emotional calorie deprived state <laughs> and like singularly, like in the worst possible condition. And then you've got this like, like I've been on like 40 I'm, grams of carbs for the last two weeks. Yeah. And you've been on 40 <laughs> grams of Coke for the last two weeks. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, and, 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 and so she's crying and like, that's why she's crying. She's like, it's the first time I've been under 200 pounds in so long. And my question was, like, were you crying on the way up? <laughs> like the day it, the scale went 199 and the next day you stepped on it was 200. Did you cry? No, you didn't notice. Mm. And now there's a whole thing. I got to transform myself because I got into this place because, and yes, yes, there are illnesses and yes, there is social pressure and yes, there's a lack of adequate education and then there's like false education but ultimately, like ultimately this is choice. good for you you should eat this I, I, i'm not even going to go that far I, i'm just saying like hey pay attention to every minute of your life mm. and how you're and year. at least every year <laughs> and how you're feeling about these things as they happen to you you know without you being responsible in any way or you make them happen and, and how you're relating to who you have become because of those situations. Like if it, like, it's not like, oh, you went to sleep for four years and you <laughs> like woke up. <laughs> no, no, no. This happened to you one day at a time. You were present. You were you the entire time. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and now you, okay, now we get to the transformation question. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I just was being me one day at a time. And I arrived at this place that I really don't like. And, um, which brings I, me to if, if the you you're at is not the person you want to be, it's not necessarily a diet. It's not necessarily a fitness regimen. It's not, we're talking about completely reconstructing what got you to where you're at, which means the removal of friends and influences, the removal of environments, the change of environments, the, the, the change of jobs, the change of, and all that happens even before you can change your attitude. I mean, leading me back to the thing, it was like, look, all of these things are social. You want to talk about diet? Mm. It's a social thing. You want to talk about exercise? It's a social thing. You want to talk about the environment that you're in or the social group, you know, the group that you're in that allowed this to happen or whoever else is responsible, because certainly you're not. Um, It's these things. Every one of these questions is social. And then we're talking about, no, no, you can't just throw an exercise program on top of bad behavior. But Mark, didn't you know that like Cheesecake Factory is a totally acceptable gathering spot for people who want to lose weight? I think it's a perfect place to lose weight because they identify calories. (laughs) (laughs) You can see 2,300 calories in this main meal. I I was just fucking Thai salad. (laughs) I I was just going to go. Yeah. And they're all in the four digits. Yeah. This is, um, and I guess we shouldn't be, we should admit at some point, and I don't know how it happens, we still do facilitate transformations for some individuals. I have no idea how they get through the cracks, but we have recently accepted one. He's about two thirds the way through his thing. I'll I'll leave him anonymous because I'm not sure he's going to make it. Really? We'll see. I believe. I do too. And you want to know why? Because I don't. You believe he'll make it or you believe he will not make it? I believe, I believe he'll make it. Really? Yeah. Uh, Ankle socks. (laughs) It's a telltale. (laughs) So in this, okay, so that's a perfect note. So um, people will need some reference for that. So this gentleman approached myself, uh, well, approached as an email. He emailed uh, Mark. He emailed me and he also emailed Paul. Um, I guess just like, well, throw three out and see if one comes back. And I ignored it. I feel left out. (laughs) I ignored it a little bit. And then Paul was like, Hey, uh, this guy reached out. He was talking about like, he was an actor. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I got the email. Ding, 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 ding. Michael must be you. What are you doing? And I was like, I don't. And I, before I responded, I was like, this might be fun. So, so let me just let me just yeah. like do a little grammar correction. Mm-hmm. What did I miss? So this guy he reached around <laughs> and sent me this email. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I just like okay, reach out is is a is a phrase I'm tr- I, I'm trying to re- eliminate from my own vocabulary. Reach so out. Oh, okay, so I'm just. Okay. Anytime I hear it, I just think reach around. Um, and, and then I <laughs> think of all the, the all the, like the, the nice <laughs> things of like, okay, thank you for making contact with me. Thank you mm. for sending me an email. Thank you for reaching around. <laughs> thank you for reaching around. <laughs> I like I, that. I'm, I'm, I'll I'm, try I'm my hardest to adopt it. Cause that's okay. probably one of those things that thank you for the message. It doesn't fit the medium. No, but, but if you, if you send that email back to somebody, mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for reaching around and then just go into your thing. They'll read it as reaching out until like three months later, <laughs> they'll wake so up in the middle of the night and they'll go, Oh my word. I think his autocorrect must be broken. <laughs> So if somebody could ask me, why is Mark the most prolific Hollywood trainer of all time? It's like, because he got to this position so that he could get emails and find ways to fuck with people. That, that would be the closest 
to the truth that I think I could possibly absolutely. It was like the, the 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 motivation for this entire career path was just <laughs> so when some guy from some fucking fitness magazine sent me a note and said, "Hey, we'd love to include you in our thing. We want to put like Zonzo on the cover," and you're like, "You're the man," and blah blah blah. And I'd love to reach around and you know whatever. And then <laughs> and then I then I would just like it just gives me it's like the slowest pitch with the biggest ball, and I've got a bat that moves really fast <laughs> and th- yeah and you want to miss the ball put a nail in the bat and hit that fucking person in the head for oh no 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 because that would no, just no re- marks a ringer uh, okay. <laughs> he would just that would just reduce future enjoyment so mm. you know like yeah <laughs> I can't. like the last seven years it could be well so in this case this person um in question, they they fell through the cracks somehow, and they got a response from me, and it was it was not a nice one. Like it it generally is to deter people's interest, just to see yeah, filtering what it mechanism, is. Um, filtering mechanism of sorts. Um, he responded again with more questions, so I answered his questions in a single word reply for about five emails. It was, you know, hey, do you do you train actors? Yes, regards. Michael, like <laughs> this kind of tempo back and forth until, uh, you know, do you train people in Salt Lake? It depends. Best, Michael. <laughs> like I'm just trying to find out, the, like, I'm just exploring new sign-offs. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, regards. Uh, regards. Sincerely. Best. Send my best wishes onward. Like something like that. And eventually onward. it gets to, it gets to, okay, he gives me the profile. Like I am this person. Uh, I'm a local actor, but I wish to break into the scene. And in order to do so, I can't be myself. I need to change. I'm not in good shape. Some honest assessment of what he actually looks like. I can't be myself. Yeah. No, I want to better myself or I would like to similar. Yeah. The, the verbiage, I don't know if it's exact, but the sentiment was not, it, it wasn't directed towards, I want to look like Henry Cavill. Therefore, okay, I'm going to entertain this. Okay, to now, now this is actually a, yeah. somebody who's thinking about it. And he knows that he's, he's figured out that I'm local. He's figured out that we're involved in similar things and that he could possibly have access if he asks. He doesn't know how to get access, but he's willing to go down this road. So we explored a little bit and I just said it's probably not a process that you think but if you are interested we can meet with you at this time and we'll sit down to you and explain what we do he showed up uh, a portly gentleman at that um, he was weighing about two, almost 250 so I think it's 242 when he started he is not tall so that was uh, length around the Delicate. center yeah, and, and had some issues. So, uh, wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. He's tall around the center. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Um, the biggest number is circumference. I got to buy a URL right now. <laughs> tall, around the, tall around the center transformation business. Yeah. <laughs> Dot biz. Yeah. Tra- tall around the <laughs> So, so uh, you know, after you know, some chit chat, just to try to get to where he's coming at, it seemed like. This was all like it was an excuse to make a change in his life is what I picked up on. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, he wants to look better and he wants to get better gigs and he really likes acting. And he he thinks if he was in shape, people would pick him more as opposed to, you know, he plays always the fat guy. Um, So there's some sympathy there. Um, John Candy. But the next yeah, but the next deal that we do, we, we try to determine as much as possible. In fact, like. 
you know, uh, we give them some tasks to try to accomplish in the middle. And then we don't make contact for a very long time because I just, I, I want to see at what point do people give up is the first question. And if you're going to give up because I didn't respond for a week, then you're not going to do well in this process. Yeah. You won't last the three months that you've requested. Right. And, and we set a date, uh, an arbitrary date for three months because it's important to have something to aim for. And I don't really care about what you're aiming for. And I don't care if you hit the goal specifically, but we need a timeline in which to direct intensity in which we can say, okay, this month, this happens, this, we're going to figure out this month, then we're going to try to challenge that thought. And then we're going to teach you what we did. And hopefully you absorb all of that. And then you take everything that we teach you, you get the fuck out of here because we taught you how to do it yourself. If we did our job correctly, you don't, you are now autonomous, right? Yeah. And that was the goal from the setup. So I warned them about the downsides of this. Uh, extreme transformation doesn't usually last. Uh, unless behavior transformation and lifestyle transformation and social transformation. Social transformation and environment. So I warned them that, you know, um, I asked them a couple questions like, what's your wife like? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, what does that have to do with anything as most people think? Well, it has everything to do with it because when couples grow together, either portly grow or, <laughs> you know, emotionally grow together, when one of them makes a drastic shift, it highlights the other's inability to also make changes. This is not a positive thing in a relationship. And one will either try to, uh, uh, you know, hide from it or they will try to stop the transformation because they don't like the change. And what we want to know immediately is whether somebody's going to fuck with our situation. So, you know, I mean, this is, and, and that's an actual ad advantage for us when we work, when we have worked on jobs mm -hmm. is that, okay, it, this transformation is your job. Mm -hmm. And it, no matter what your social situation is that, you know, the, the, the people around you can like it or not like it, it doesn't matter because you have a deadline to reach a particular objective um, that, 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 you know, a bunch of people are getting paid. To hit. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so in that case, like we're able to disregard some of the, some mm. of the social pressure, but an individual making their way through life who doesn't have that same sort of thing or same, same level of understanding. I mean, it's a really, it's a minefield. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's become apparent, like all our best guesses that we've learned on these jobs become the toolkit that I apply almost immediately. Like, so if people think that, um, actors get special treatment, it is 100% false. You go through the same process. It is just as painful. We are just as ruthless. We ask the same questions. The only difference is, is that there's no fucking gala at the end of this bullshit. It's either you are who you want to be or you're not. And what I'm gambling on here, and I, I placed a bet because A, I wanted to show Paul this process up, up front. The bet is, is that if I change an environment for somebody and I, and I give them the guidance that I think it was useful to myself, um, I think I can turn somebody into a valuable human being. And what I mean by that is that they're autonomous, that they add more than they take from any given situation, whether that's a buffet line or a fucking conversation. What's the bet? 
Um, is it like simple? Is it is it dollar? Is it like a like a nominal bet? Or what are you talking about? I don't like losing. So if okay. I lost the bet, it would be my ego that I couldn't do this thing. Yeah. Uh, and, okay. And, so I don't even know what your what you got at stake here. Uh, well, it's just nothing serious. Uh, is it not the chips and beer challenge on the air? <laughs> we'll have to work that out because I I, I mean uh, the bet is just against myself. Like I, I, you know. Okay. Got it. I thought we were like going. Well, so I'm wagering like internally, like listening to this guy, seeing how helpless he is. You know, but but part of it, I think, is just like I wonder it's just it's the it's the thing. It's like that everybody wants to do after a while, which is like I've been training in this thing and I've been learning all this stuff and this and that. I wonder if this shit really works (laughs) or I wonder if I can do this outside of this other particular, you know, situation or circumstances or, you know. I can help this guy out. Well, yeah. And when you come to me with a question like, man, I want to look jacked. I'm like, okay, like we're going to change that question. That's my, that's my goal is that I, I don't want to like, yeah, yeah, you'll get the, I'll give you what you're asking for. But beyond that, you're going to figure out that that was not the thing that you wanted. You wanted to be somebody else and we're going to make you the person that you want to be. And this process okay so it's frustrating like we have our way of organizing it so that we can make it as easy as possible therefore we can apply the pressure where we need it and how that makes sense is like we don't want the diet to be hard we don't want certain things to be difficult because we want to show people that you can manipulate your environment on your own without without any abrupt changes and then if you manipulate the environment on your own or or manipulate however that happens then these other things like the way of eating becomes easier the way of exercising becomes natural or the fact that you actually do it but it's because you've changed the environment to to decrease the amount of resistance that there is to these you know what is essentially behavior modification so one of the things that i warned him about was telling people about his adventure or whatever he's trying to do because the first thing people like to do is be a crab in a bucket they love to dissuade those trying to escape the lifestyle that they are also trapped in if you work in an office you will have sorry for the derogatory uh, uh, derogatory term but a bunch of fatties that don't want to get you out of <clears throat> jill's birthday cake and we see it all the time and it, it's unfortunate that, that is so scarily true my <laughs> sister-in-law um it was kind of an unfortunate series of events but i don't want to say morbidly obese but heavily overweight mm-hmm. Like okay. she would win in a scale contest against me. Okay. And she's five four. Okay. So we'll go BMI thirty-five plus. Forty. Forty-five. Okay. Like, <laughs> so so um she lost her job. Now she was very good at her job, but they were just downsizing. In the first two weeks. Why do you gotta use that term? Downsizing. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> In the first, if two, I'm being downsized, I'm gonna do a little downsizing myself. Some supersizing. Oh wait. Oh no no no! I got downsized, so I supersized in my the, meal. In the first two weeks of her not having a job, yeah, she lost twenty pounds. Whoa! Purely because there was no grazing factor availability bias. Because people were billing, bringing in donuts yeah. and cupcakes and treats, exposure, and, and she actually identified it. She's like, I haven't changed what I eat in terms of like my meals 
I just don't have sugar sitting around mm-hmm. like on tap. And for any moment when I'm bored and I can't just, you know, can't think of like, I, I need something to do. Oh, donut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, well, if, it, if, if, it, if it wasn't there, fuck, I hate my job. <clears throat> cupcake. <laughs> but, yeah, but you have to wonder. And I didn't, it was, I didn't feel appropriate to ask the question was, is yeah. everyone else overweight as well? Are you all being banded together and unified <laughs> so, in your, is everyone as fat sugary as you? unhappiness? No, no, but, the, but this is, and, and this is, you know, the, the, one of the problems with the whole politically correct thing is that's, a, that's an, actually, it's a valid question in that situation mm-hmm. is like, how is your social environment influencing your behavior, therefore your life? And it doesn't have to be put, you can't, I mean, like, I wouldn't know how to put it anymore, you know, without being blunt, like, mm-hmm. hey, are they all fat? Are you, are you blunt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some t- uh, direct, uh, dir- yeah. Direct. I, I, I don't know. I can, I can, I can passive aggressive on know, occasion uh, with the best prick- of them. Yeah, but prickly. Mark is cut from suede. He rides the <laughs> bullet. <laughs> I. So on this on this thing in the in the lunchroom area, talking about yeah. Well, first of all, I think we have to be clear. Like we're not fat shaming. Like if somebody wants to volunteer, if they are in a situation where they love themselves, go for it. Just, you know, don't complain. No, what I will shame is a lifestyle. Like I will shame your lifestyle. I do not agree with lifestyles that are unhealthy and they, you know, they cause effect to other people because you may think that your lifestyle doesn't affect anybody else, but it does just like your, your, your example that you gave. And, and for, for Clark, one of the things that I warned him about his ritual, Mr. X. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Mixer X. He'll be on. Actually, we should bring him on here and have his perspective at some point. Um, the his his lunchtime ritual of a, a Jimmy John's or whatever at lunch and hanging out with his buddies that changed quickly once I warned him of the situation and it became look the only way to stop other people's influence is to influence them like to be the bigger influence. What this turned out is, and, and I Tacos didn't, no, this didn't, I wish this did. This wasn't my idea. This was his own doing. His lunch turned into a mile walk to go as, as opposed to eating lunch. Fuck yeah. He talked enough people into being like, you don't need lunch. Let's just go for a walk. What the genius? Like, all right, I don't call you smart very often, but that's a really good move because you just took the power from them away. And what we normally see would be like, okay, you sit down at lunch in the lunchroom. You try to play your life normal. You're trying not to change anything. Everybody knows you made a fucking change. They're like, what is that salad? Like, come on, have a donut, live a little. Like you work hard. You'd lost a bunch of weight. Why don't you reward yourself? These kind of things come up so frequently it, it is, I, I say that to people in my office all the time, but uh, totally. just to mess with them. <laughs> I, and I would do the same thing. Like I, I would point, I mean, I have a weird way like, of fucking with people. Come on, big man. It's, I mean, you've been eating so clean. Yeah. So what I love more than um, people, <laughs> what I love more than fucking with people is pointing out the fact that they can overcome this like social pressure. Right. So like push something towards you and watch them overcome that. It's much like watching somebody in the gym overcome an obstacle. It's very gratifying to be in a position where you can influence people to the point where they make better decisions. And the decisions aren't just out of the fucking vanity of having a six pack. The decisions are out of the fact that I made it apparent that if he wants to make if he wants the six pack, he's going to have to actually fucking control his life, which comes in very weird ways. Uh, and I think people don't recognize how weird they come in. And in fact, it came down to, uh, hey, uh, 
Michael, what about uh, diet soda? Like, oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but there's no calories, man. Yeah, yeah, there's no calories. Yeah, have one. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what else? <laughs> because this was long enough into the relationship that he knew that oh like, yeah yeah there's <laughs> that the foot was gonna fall uh yeah why do you why do you want that like why do you want a diet cup does it does it satisfy you like is it the caffeine thing drink a cup of coffee like you know grow up i like the taste well yeah, yeah. Well, no it's not even then it was like well you know it's a social thing like i get it yeah, really? yeah yeah like because his wife partakes in the diet soda a couple a day and he likes to sit down that's and have what some alcoholics drink. see so listen to my response my response was okay so it's a social thing um it doesn't have any calories so you, you can technically get away with it but you're doing something that isn't your own choice so why don't you replace wife with friends and diet coke with drugs and tell me if that works uh, oh, wait, wait, that, wait that, that's no. not an excuse anymore. Excuse me. Yeah. What kind of drugs? <laughs> Good point. I, <laughs> I roll. Exactly. And, and so here's the thing, like you're going to replace this, you know, potentially uh, damaging to your goal, sweet thing with a potentially harmless sweet thing, but you haven't changed the behavior behind it. So therefore is diet. Coke and you, you're bad? still, you're still ex uh, addicted to the social exchange that goes that goes with it and to the sweet taste. And if you're trying to reconfigure from sweet to savory or overcome a, you know, lifelong addiction to sugar, it's unhelpful. So I have a question on uh, that's sure. fascinating because I growing up in Scotland and and I mean spending a huge amount of time in bars <clears throat> in different capacities that <laughs> meaning I was a bouncer, meaning I was a DJ, not okay. meaning I, you know. Okay, I'm just you know you just opened yourself up. Oh, I know. So, I yeah. Know. Okay. So um, that is an excuse you hear with alcohol. I am a social drinker, or I am a social smoker. Sure. That is the first time I've ever heard it referenced in regards to soft drinks. Welcome to Mormon Town. I know, but, but, that's, but, but even for Mormon town, that's kind of weird. But it's not even that, because if if you are um, aware or attentive to what's going on uh, in life all around, that same thing can be said for virtually every activity or substance that we are exposed to in our lives. You're right. It, 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 I And I recognize it in other places, but it's just funny to hear. It's like... If you were to say, Ross, why do you drink rock stars? Because I like the taste. Sure. Like, you know, okay, well, that's not true, but. <laughs> you like but the because feeling. It, because here, here's, because again, it's, it's a sugar-free, zero carbs, blah, it, it, blah, It says blah. it has 240 milligrams of something. Caffeine. <laughs> oh, ca caffeine. Ah, maybe really? that's why. Is, I don't drink coffee. Right. Because, yeah, you because, know. But because I'm, it can't be hot, right? I like bubbles. And okay. I think it's car you had carbonated coffee? Yeah, I have actually. Nitro. You had nitro coffee? Mm -hmm. It's delicious. Um, I get so, uh, like a bottle of Pellegrino and a couple of caffeine pills, but you know, whatever. <laughs> like if you're, it depends but, on where you want to go. Really. But it's just such a weird thing because I'm just going to own it. I'm yeah. going to say, hey, do you know what? Because I want this thing. I, w I want it. Yeah. But 
but the whole social pressure of doing well, it. But, but there is, I, I don't think there is any social pressure to it because mm -hmm. you make these decisions often when you're alone. Therefore, it, it may have started with social pressure, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now it's simply habit. Social yeah. habit that became something. Yeah. yeah, social pressure that became a habit that now we're all expressing on our own and not even noticing. Yeah. It's like, do you notice when you're in the 7-Eleven, you grab the rock star or do you, you know, I mean, but yeah, but, but that's a great point because guess what? Fitness can, can start off as a group activity with friends, but that, that habit then like transcends the group because you're like, Hey, I'm just going to go work out on my own or I'm going to do yeah. this thing on my own. I'm going to climb on my own. Even, e even if, patterns. if the group is no longer there to influence you, you've developed the habit of activity and therefore when it's missing you notice behavior goes both ways mm. it, it's just positive, social conditioning yeah and whether it's positive or negative depends on the person you're applying it to the person that should probably go drink socially is the person that has no community the person that has no human interaction the person that's shut down and just completely inverted because that that elicits a very good response. And that doesn't it's mean like, like a, socializing a puppy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put your teeth away. Uh, <laughs> the, the one, the one instance where don't pee uh, in the carpet yeah, where, where I recognize I'm going to put you in the crate because the alcohol and the drug use thing is the easy correlative. But I think where I noticed it was being on set. Um, and so you have access to quite, plentiful a limitless let's just say a limitless, limitless supply of calories and even at certain points because it's at five o'clock the chef comes around with the freshly yeah, yeah. baked cookies oh you couldn't be bothered to walk over to the tent here i brought it to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean to give an idea besides crafty there's also catering that happens at lunch and there's all and it's a full-on like it's very it's gourmet food it's cooked it's properly cooked for a crew of 250 people um there's snacks there's drinks there's candies there's cakes there's music festivals selection. are not the same there is <laughs> quite literally everything you could ever want and you know um aaron referred to when they have the the snack closet or like they have a like a kitchen in the actual production office, she called that the refuel room. <laughs> she, she would run up there to refuel because there's just an endless supply of calories available. And what I noticed one time, because I'm not opposed to eating good food, I'm very much into it. But what bothered me is one time looking in, because I'll, I'll look and see what they have. And if it looks good, I'll eat it. Or if it fits with what my goals are, yeah, yeah I'll eat that. Because it's fucking free. Like it's, it's, it saves you money. It does all these beneficial things. And one day I looked at it, I'm like, oh, it doesn't look that good. Look kind of whatever. I'm not into it. Then a guy stopped me. He's like, well, you're not going to eat lunch. And it like dawned on me like, oh, you don't have a fucking choice. You eat whatever they give you. So whatever the chef looks like, that's what you're going to look like because he's deciding what you eat. You're not in control of your own life. And from that day forward, it was, no, I don't need that. That it's a control thing. <laughs> no. Really? So I, I got here. Here's a random thing on that. And my dad was exactly the same way. If people are, are obsessing about foods or free foods in particular, mm. I will turn the other way. Yeah. It, it puts me off because it's like, it's almost grotesque how people obsess over, but it's free. So you need to eat loads because it's free and look at this thing. And I, I didn't have to pay anything for it. 
And 7-Eleven have nailed it because in the 7-Eleven app, they do, I don't know if it's a daily giveaway or like a weekly giveaway, but go in and get free stuff. Excuse me, time out. <laughs> yeah. There's a 7-Eleven app. There is a 7-Eleven app. Can I get hepatitis A from that as well? I think you can get, I think you can get the full gamut. <laughs> I, I don't believe it's on the menu. <laughs> it's, it, that's sir, like no, it's a, on the secret menu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, like I, okay. I guess there's an app for everything. I'm just fucking going. Wait, I'm going back to my typewriters. <laughs> but speaking about speaking about habits, Seven Eleven nailed it. Mm. We're going to give away some different thing multiple days of the week, and you're going to stand in line. You're going to be like, oh, I'm I'm getting this for free. Therefore, I can justify getting not one thing but two. It's yeah, a, it's they're, a they're black, get, yeah, Black Friday mentality. Yeah. yeah, there's a deal somewhere and I've got to get it and I'm not going to get the real deal. I'm just going to spend all my money on dumb bullshit because they've told me now is the time to my, buy. My wife's number one reason because Amazon, I think we have shares in the company based on the amount of boxes that show up at our house. Bezos comes down for a handshake. Oh, <laughs> thank you for being our number one loyal customer. You out-purchased businesses. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, the thing that Christina says is, but it was 40% off or I saved <laughs> like she never tells me what the wait. price is she tells me what the saving was I'm like yeah. that shouldn't be a driver for purchase R wait Did wait wait it? yeah but Did if you stay up late enough at night you see infor <laughs> infomercials where people are selling shit for that's useless that they overvalue like the $700 value but you can have it for $5 if you sign now you know or whatever I'll never, I'll or, never regret my OxyClean purchase so don't even try <laughs> to throw that away or if you're on Ambien don't hold your phone in your hands yeah. well, here's the tagline that goes along nice. with that we can't afford not to buy it. Agreed. <laughs> when are we ever going to see this deal again? I'm just like, but do you really need that? And it's just, whether it's food, whether it's like crap consumerism, it, it's this flawed mentality of... They're coffee filters, man. I need them. <laughs> and, and the expensive ones were, you know, there was a deal on them. Uh, and this so I just is, and, bought 20. Cool. <laughs> and I think maybe, I mean, this happens quite often when we go, hey, we're talking about a very specific thing in fitness because we handle, we end up on a societal behavior mechanism that is really easy to start recognizing once you start unraveling where all this stuff comes from. Your purchasing habits, your eating habits, your all your relationships, they're all connected. And like you mentioned before, it's a social problem. It is one hundred percent. And 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 the and the flip side of that is people look look in from the outside and they're like, oh, that actor, oh, he's trained. Oh, well, it's his job, and he's got this personal trainer, and they've set up this kick-ass gym. And I'm like, you know how fucking long it took to get to the gym? Like how many <laughs> movies we had to do to get that fucking gym? Like I'm just like pinnacle of my career in yeah. gym design. But um, <laughs> and then and so he has all this stuff that I don't have, and therefore, you know, mm. th th that's why he or she could do it, but I can't mm. and 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 this is this social thing because even in those circumstances yes okay, we there we have all of these resources on a particular job in order to hit the objective achieve a specific achieve, a, achieve a specific thing within the deadline mm. and it still comes down to behavior modification social manipulation and what i like to call exercise psychology have you ever watched any <laughs> videos of ben affleck when he's asked about fitness i have i, I have not <laughs> watch them I, I mean, and, and, and really I, they, like people should look this up because he's like i hate exercising 
I hate it. Yeah. And he's like, if you look at me, he's like, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. I hate eating five, five clean meals a day. I hate going to the gym and working out for a couple of hours. So when I come off set and I'm done with the movie, like the pendu- take, look I, at the picture four I, months later. I strap a rocket to the pendulum <laughs> and I head the opposite direction. And there's multiple interviews of him saying, I hate working out. Yeah. I, I detest it. And when, you know, specific roles, like when he was in the town and he was 185 and lean, he's like, I felt for that particular thing. I didn't have a choice. But the funny thing is there, it's just like, excuse me, you're not alone. Your behavior and your attitude is influencing what other people do and what they can get. And whether that's an audience level or within the context of the actual job, just like you kind of have an obligation. Like if everybody else is headed in this particular direction, don't be the guy that like stands in the road with the sign that says, you know, do not enter. Because that's what happens, and people yeah. look up, and people will just be like somebody, somebody who's breaking into the business or whatever, and and um, that that looks at that and goes, "Wow, I can get away with that." Well, no, you can't because you don't have those little statues and all the experience. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but uh, it's very important not only to notice, as I said before, you know what's happening every minute of every day of your life, but also to notice how that behavior could potentially affect others. And because you are not a- alone in this sort of universe and we see it all the time, like, uh, I, and, and this would happen on jobs where we'd be like, you know, we'd like get, get partway through somebody's transformation mm. and then somebody tells them how fucking good they look <laughs> and how awesome. I'm like, shut your mouth. <laughs> We're not there. If that individual starts to believe, and we are all susceptible to it, we only hear the positive shit coming through. I don't want to hear the negative stuff. In fact, I can't hear it because all I want to hear is the positive feedback. And if the particular individual that we are working with still, okay, 70% of the way there, yeah, and the deadline looming, your compliments are unhelpful. Get the fuck out of my gym. So what do you do? Like with Henry, do you go, you know, you're doing well, but you're just not, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, He's kind of really pushing the envelope. Uh, no, Do you, you use anything like that? No, you can't. You can't like play the comparison card. I, I mean, because we but, don't allow the comparison card in the first place, right? And and you know, Michael will hand it different leaf than me, but I just I just play disappointed dad. Fucking works. Every we all time. know the stare. <laughs> uh, I have a. Uh, it depends on the individual. Um, for for Henry, he's pretty good about being uh, very honest with the situation about what he can improve upon, and I think that was. That was started because we were never shy about being like, I think we could have done this a little bit better. Even from the first, it was like, yeah, we did great. You did, you, you did an excellent job. We're all very proud of you. I think you need to think about moving better or giving, giving something besides a vain, purposeless like compliment. Mm-hmm. Oh, you look great. Fuck off. And, and I think, and, and I think it's, it's, this but was what you think I do. <laughs> you look great, Ross. It was like a, a fascinating part about the, second job with Batman versus Superman that, that, um, he, on that particular job, he learned actually how to move, like to go down to the gymnastics gym and watch him working on that stuff. It's like, wow, now we take like, okay, the, 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 someone who looked good. I mean, he fucking worked his ass off on the front man of steel and, but, but we didn't because of the time constraints and that sort of thing, we couldn't really develop an athleticism to go with, 
it, it, to, 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 this, to, to the extent that we could. And then Michael went down this road for, with the second one, and it's like, I'm like, this is actually pretty amazing. What, what, some, someone not only looks capable, but they are. Mm. And that was the big difference because not only were his numbers in the gym great, but just walking around, he learned through that gymnastic stuff and a, 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 a type of grace mm. in movement that could, I, I don't think could have been learned in another situation. Yeah. And one of them was the time changed, like the, the time slot changed. So therefore our goals automatic, like what we're aiming for is held up by all these constraints that become seemingly artificial as soon as they open up. You're like, okay, we're aiming for the state. We have very little time. We need to work X, Y, and Z and eat, 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 and then cut, cut, cut. And then if we do everything right, you're on set and you look great. Um, when it gets postponed, my first question was like, what can we get you to do that's meaningful, that will help improve your life, that will change and, how and, you actually and keep you mentally thing. engaged exactly. during this yeah. three months because hold. man, you can only get so big. Like there's only so much mass you can put on before you're like, ugh, like well, that, you look like a weirdo. Well, that happened to Hemsworth when they measured him up for his suit for Thor. He just kept going berserk in the gym. They came back and he couldn't fit in his suit. No, like, like, that, that's now detrimental, sure. so please stop. Usually people go berserk at the, the donut line and okay. don't fit in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like fitting in the suit uh, in a different way. Well, <laughs> yeah, and so for this, it was just like, well, we want to match the illusion of super with reality, and I, I want you to move better, and what, what are the ways I know how to do that? Well, we, we have a basic, basic comprehension of gymnastics, and... You know, people ask numbers. They're like, oh, man, how much do they lift? Uh, well, you wouldn't fucking know anyway, even if I told you. Um, but one of the, like, if I could label something that was the most impressive feat that I've seen somebody who was not of the athletic sort initially, who became a visual guide for the athletic sort into somebody who became athletic, wouldn't be a strength number. It'd be the fact that he did a freestanding handstand pushup. For a, kid, for a guy that was known as Fat Cavill as a kid. Yeah, like that. that I mean, was, that, that just fucking kicks ass yeah. right there. Like, to, to yeah. And, con, like, mm. the, the confidence that comes. Okay, so take a handstand in the first place. Most adults are not capable of even learning, let alone doing one. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mark has raised his hand. You're going to have to learn <laughs> soon. Well, you're going to have massive triceps. I, the yeah, so they get off these crutches. And <laughs> so watching that, and this is what we come back to, is, like, um, you want to be Superman? It was like the mentality that goes with what we developed in him has to do with, Hey, you want to learn how to do a front roll? Like, what does that do for me? That doesn't give me a big chest. That doesn't give me like ripped abs. Like, what does that do for me? It's like, it teaches you about yourself. You have to be very, very honest about going upside down. Like, I'm not comfortable with this. This hurts. This makes me uncomfortable. Like, so let me just, I, I would just say, you know, let me just lay one of these uh, great ab workouts on you. Like, because, <laughs> because, you know, that's what you want. You want the six pack, right? Yeah. And, and it's not going to look great on a pig, but I'm going to give you the workout anyway. <laughs> well, it's um, only eight minutes. No, no, no. This it's eight could, minutes a day, right? That video. No, no, this could, this could actually take 24 hours and end up in the, you know, the visit to the hospital. <laughs> I believe. You've um, ruptured your spleen how <laughs> sit-ups. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It's better. You know where I'm headed, right? Oh, yeah. Fucking hundred backflips. Yeah. You get a spring floor. Yeah. Right. Do a hundred backflips. If you beat my time, I'll give you a donut. I could do no backflips. 
I've done it in 11 minutes and 20 something seconds. Boom. And there, and there's the thing. It's just like, okay, well, but I want a six pack. I, I tell I'm you like, what, I, I do. I, that there's, I want a spring floor. Not, not kidding. I have never been that sore ever in my abdomen from doing a hundred backflips per time. But if you think about it, it's just like, oh, somebody wants the secret workout. Well, okay. You need <laughs> to spend three months developing the capability to do the secret workout. And this is one of the reasons that we would never like, I'm just like, okay, you, oh, you want me to give you the Superman workout? I'm going to write some fucking bullshit for men's fitness or men's health or interchangeable fucking magazine. I just have them go um, and do jump a palooza and the ball runs and <laughs> see how your abs feel after that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like like there's there's another good one because because that particular workout, I mean, if if I could just coronate myself with anything, I would be the king of the deceptive workout because when the original Jumbo Palooza like was developed, mm. it was like okay, this this is going to look like it's gonna fuck your legs up. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and, and it you, starts with such small boxes. And, and you like develop to get, get like work up to these things that you are afraid to confront. And so therefore, like, and, and, and then if I go, okay, well, like, I, I just think the hundred backflip thing is it's hilarious because <laughs> only because it illustrates something is that, that, well, no, you can't do the movements. So you can't have the secret. Can't participate. I'm, I, I'm sorry. You know, there's, you wanted the secret. There's the secret. And like, no, but how about something I can do? Well, if you keep Follow doing, <laughs> no, if you keep doing only what you can do, you will remain who you are. Hmm. So this, this poses a, brings a, a question. What is the difference in mindset? And I know it may feel like a very, I'm, I'm, I'm laying it out for you here. What's the difference between the guys who send those emails? They're like, oh, I want to transform. I want to look like Jason or, you know, whoever. And the guys historically, they've come up and said, I want to sit on the porch. Well, I'll tell you, both, I mean, of, both of them are loads better than the person that doesn't even acknowledge that they need to make a change. So that, there is a positive account for people that reach out. It seems so nice tonight. I Michael. know. I feel like there's something in the water. Did you have 240 milligrams of caffeine? Probably, <laughs> no, <but. laughs> I, I actually like to refer to it as a can of personality. So, um, or 1.7 milligrams of something else. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> there is a huge difference. Um, okay, if we're going to start microdosing before recording, I need to like just <laughs> need to be in on. We this. need video cameras. Yeah. <laughs> so there, but th there is something that people should. I don't think there's a huge difference between the person that knows they need to sit on the porch. It's just a they they probably weren't aware that they needed to do something proactive. They thought if they just ask, they'll get it because we've been told like, man, if I just reach out, then I'll get the thing. Sometimes that works. And so there, we have a positive reaction from a benign action. Like, oh, I sent an email and I got a positive reaction. That's such a lame way of getting a valuable thing. And that's why I hardly ever reply. I will never go to actual work with somebody unless they show up in person. That, like that, that just tends to be my rule. They have to show up. They have to, I have to look them in the eye. I have to be honest with them. And, and so the, the difference in person or mindset from that is just probably one is absent minded and the other one is a little bit less absent minded. And then the third version is you open the door and there's some dude on your porch. <laughs> then I'm stoked. Which kind of, let okay, me just, get, let me just, okay. Lay a little story. Okay. <laughs> 
Back in the day, <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly, I don't remember what year this was, but Jim Jones had been up, and the website had been up, and we'd probably done the done the three hundred movie, and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of stuff. So, um, knock on the front door of the house. Oh, a legitimate porch. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, legitimately on the porch. Hello, I'm Michael. I'm from France. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me. What the actual fuck? So like a drunken night in a ski resort? Is no, this is like 10 a.m. or something like that, 11 a.m. And so, um, and, and, and he's, he's a super cool guy. Like the, the, in 2012, when I was in Paris working on the 300 Rise of an Empire thing, we got in touch and we went and had dinner together. I mean, it's like, <laughs> nice. it's, it's just, it's a, it's a guy that I've stayed in touch with because I admired his level of commitment. He, want, he read everything on the website believed it, took it, bought a fucking plane ticket, landed in Salt Lake City, took a bus to downtown, couldn't find a hotel, slept in Pioneer Park. Whoa. Woke up the Old next, move. woke up the next morning, looked in the phone book, found the name and address, oh. got a map. He had a compass with him because he's a climber. Oh and he God. fucking walked to 4,500 South. From Pioneer. From Pioneer Park, 4,500 South. And I was just like, okay, this is the most amazing. I, I'm, I, I need to change the language on the website. I, I didn't mean my porch. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a figurative porch. And, but he showed up Ref- and started talking. Referencing a movie. It, it, but that ex- is the house. Exactly. So. <laughs> and and it, absolutely amazing. He, he ended up having to go home early, but he spent three weeks in Salt Lake training the gym, staying mm-hmm. in the youth hostel downtown. And, you know, for a while, and then he would periodically send me pictures from like sitting in Chamonix or sometime when he was climbing in the mountains later or something like that. And I just thought, okay, this is, you you need to be careful what you say at certain times. But as far as the difference between someone who sends an email and someone who knows that they need to stand on the porch and then somebody who gets on an international fucking plane flight Mm -hmm. and ends up on the porch the gulf between those people. I'm like, I ignore email for that reason because I've seen what like total belief and commitment is. And on that note, commitment is a currency that is invaluable. Absolutely. And it, it, it goes past anything that you could try to request from somebody, a payment, a thing. If somebody is committed, and we talk about this quite often on job, big jobs where we're handling a bunch of different people, we will, if they go halfway, we will go all the way. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. just meet me halfway and then I will go all the way for yeah. you. Yeah. It, it's. Let me read, so you, neither of you have been the recipient of one of <laughs> Paul's inaugural emails. Mm. Oh my. But there's a section at the end because, and he's very up for, I mean, you know, Paul, he's just very direct. Yeah. Polite, but direct. Um, and this was probably, this was my first email from Paul. So, oh, so, so this is from Paul to you while you are petitioning correct. to like know where the porch is. So I went down to the porch, <laughs> <laughs> was told, couldn't find the porch was round the corner from the porch, phoned from really close to the porch, was told, yeah, you don't come to the porch. That would be a mistake. Someone will be in touch. <laughs> so, okay, send an email. I'm going to get a bigger broom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> uh, shovel. Yeah. I think it's a shovel, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was, let's see. 
basically it was about th- the whole timeline took about three months, two and a half to three months from the initial contact to actually receiving an email from. Yeah, and actually to to meeting Paul for yeah. the first time, it was there is no rush. Yeah, it it goes as it goes. If you need it in three months, you should have started six months ago. <laughs> well. Um, the final paragraph of his email says, we don't try and sell seminars or training. If an individual is interested beyond just kicking the tires, we provide basic information needed to make the decision. If our attitude and services resonate and the person has an appropriate level of commitment and initiative, he or she will make something happen. If not, the conversation is, is done and we all move on. Period. Yeah, all right. Slow clap. Slow clap. <laughs> that is beautiful. That for beautiful. sure. But it's... it's for sure deserves it. No harm, no foul. Yeah. You know, and I think that like these people that, that reach out, they're like, but I want to look like a superhero. They need to hear if you have to reach out, it's probably not for you. Well, or, or not even that, or, or, or pay attention um, enough to understand, like pay attention enough and be aware enough and be educated enough and I don't know, sophisticated enough to, to look at something and see it for what it is. So there's, there's questions that are, um, that, that can be answered without embarrassing the person that you're asking. Yes. And and I think that goes for any level. We have to do the same thing when we're new to something. And so it's not, it's not that we're telling people we're too good for you. It's just that there's a level of questioning that is a waste of time for that person. You can figure it out yourself. And so the, the question of like, what kind of bodybuilding program did Henry Cobble do? You're like, you can figure out that we didn't use a bodybuilding program if you just opened any fucking article and read it. <laughs> the, the other line... E- even that, the ones written by other people. Even the other ones written by bodybuilders talking about him yeah. doing a bodybuilding yeah. program. So I get that it's hard to figure out information, but there is a lot out there. And until you read, like if you read enough, you will eventually have a good idea. And we, we run into this and just learning any little thing that I possibly can. I have friends that are very good at specific things and because I respect them and, I will and not, what it took to become very good at those specific things, I won't waste their time with a question until I, I understand it to be worthy of their respect. So, I mean, we can just do the, and I've done this somewhere before, but we just use the martial arts analogy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I, I don't even know what martial art they're practicing, but that guy's a black belt. And so I'm going to ask him, you know, to tr- train me or to like, do, you know, do, how the thing, like, do you don't know the difference between Shotokan and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like, like we're not even talking, you know, so, so it can't be a white belt, black belt conversation. It's, it's a outside of the art entirely and unable to recognize that, you know, it is and what it is, it, you know, asking inward to the, to the, like the top practitioners. And that's the ridiculous thing when sometimes when I receive an email like this, I'm, it's like, Okay, I, I understand that. Yeah, I, I did these jobs, and I was, you know, sometimes vocal about it, sometimes not, whatever. And it's a recognizable thing, and some people want that. What you know, whatever that is, um, and and maybe it's a, it, you know, maybe it's a d- do like they do, and then become them, whatever whatever that is. But but the, but I, I just look at it, and I go like, I, I guess I had more. Maybe my parents raised me better. 
in, in, in a sense, like, no, you don't go. No, you you work your way up the food chain. You don't get to. And despite the whole, oh, no, there's a hack for that. Oh, no, you can do it in less time. It's four hours. It's seven minutes. It's whatever. You know, so it's like, no, circumvent the apprentice, apprentice journeyman part of it. Go to the master and ask them to make you a master. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just like it. it th- this defies the laws of nature and even human nature. Th- and I don't even know how you came up with this idea that like this was even a thing. To so you you have a you have a common answer to like a lot of different questions, and usually that goes something like it starts with the um, it depends. <laughs> now, what's interesting about that answer is that people that have worked their way up will smile and understand exi- like the language is 100% clear about what you mean by it depends. If you don't go through this like the the hard way of asking questions at the level that you're worthy, then you'll never figure out what the quote-unquote master is ever talking about. You you there's something really good about learning the wrong way because you'll never make that mistake again. Like the wrong way teaches you how to not do something. And so when people say like, Hey, I just want the best foot forward. Yeah, I totally understand. But if I give you the shortcut to something, it'll never be a lesson. It it just won't. Like, so when people like, Hey, what's a good CrossFit gym, go find a bad one and you'll know. Like, I don't have to guide you anymore. You'll know immediately because you're hurt or you didn't get what you wanted or, you know, you're overtrained. What's the best way to learn how to ride a bike or what's the best bike to buy? One with pedals. Yeah. Like it, it depends. <laughs> it what really, are your objectives? Are you in the right. mountains? Are you on the roads? Are you, and this becomes like, okay, so is it, it stationary? You could think that we're, you know, high and mighty and we're talking out of our ass because we got to a position and people helped us and we don't want to acknowledge it. It's not that because I've recently retaken up, uh, a skill in a martial art that I left a long time ago and I came back to it as a fucking white belt that like, just like I left it eight years ago and I practiced for a very long time. And I practice this by, I do not want to fucking bother the instructor. I will first ask the person closest to my rank a question. And if he can't answer it, I'll go to the next person that might know. And that the reason for that is a, he's going to speak in a language that I also understand which is a new language, which is like, how do you do the thing with the grip and that? Like, well, how are you doing it? We, we are the same. I need to talk with people that speak my same language because honestly, you think if I go to the instructor and learn like the direct best way to do it, well, he's going to explain it in terms or show me in ways that I didn't you're not naturally prepared, You're evolve. not prepared to Yeah, I'm going to gonna miss, I'm gonna miss the, <clears throat> the very, the finesse of how he came about that. Now, so, it, it doesn't mean you don't have somebody there to guide it, a masterful mm. guide. That, that's 100% useful. But you don't get one-on-one with that person all the time. Fuck no. Yeah, so you start out doing the workout in GQ, and then you do the men's health version of the workout, and then you go and buy like a book that somebody stole all the ideas from, and then they reach out to you, Michael? Is that how it works? And, and, and you know what? It wouldn't be any different than how I did it. It, it literally, like, I copied workouts. Touché. I wrote them down on my hand. I worked out at Gold's Gym barefoot. Uh, I asked stupid questions to stupid people. Because that's how the ninja do it. Yeah, it became <laughs> more dumb. 
And eventually I had the, the, the sense to reach out to people that knew a little bit more. But by that time I had ascertained why I think that person knows more. And it wasn't because I found a glorified article that he was that 300 guy. It's that I read enough words, talked to enough idiots. They go, okay, uh, the, he's onto something else. There's exploration. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's, he, he can. And execution. And it, the first thing it wasn't, Hey, coach me. It was, can I hang out? <laughs> can I watch? Can I, can I absorb some of this stuff? It wasn't give me direct knowledge to the master. Cause that's a fucking terrible way to come up about any task. And I think, you know, through, my life, no matter what it's been with, you know, whether it was climbing mentors that I eventually established relationships with, or when I was shooting competitively and I eventually established relationships with some of the top, top guys, it's like, I did the homework. Mm. Like I could, I, I do, do enough to prove myself enough to become someone that they also want to talk to. Like how did, oh, you're doing some interesting things in the mountains. Like how did that fucking happen? I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, or, or, or whatever. But th there, there was a respect for the hierarchy that I had that also became the gateway to learning. But it also, it all started out with that respect for, okay, that person's a master. What did it take to get there? Oh, 20 fucking years. Well, I guess I, I like I should at least spend a year figuring some shit out, figuring out what question to ask. I think social media has wasted that because oh, yeah, people are sure. accessible and they feel entitled to yeah, just to have that contact. Well, I follow you every day and I see what you see and I've followed you for two years and, and I've not done anything that you've actually prescribed. No, you've been or, in my house. Yeah, of on course. On the screen in my house. So you're basically in my, like, you're, I own. We're friends. Yeah, yeah, you're my guest. It's, so and I do that. Too. I think me and Joe Rogan <laughs> would be great friends yeah. because I've listened to dozens and dozens of hours of, of him talking. I'm like, Joe, we're bros. <laughs> bros, Joe. I, I mean, it's a, it's a funny thing that, it, that and it never occurred to me until um, we were on the Man of Steel job and I was working with Russell. And we were out on a bike ride and stopped for coffee uh, at a Starbucks and a fellow came up and like talked to him in the most familiar <laughs> manner. And I was just watching this happening. I'm like, holy shit, dude, you just walk up to this guy. He's done 36 fucking movies. He's got an Oscar. He's got this and that. Have to like step off. And, but he left, they exchanged some stuff and he's like, and, and the best, the best part I don't, it was the, 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 re, the, the way that the conversation ended was, Hey man, loved you in 300. And Russell goes, that was a different guy. <laughs> and, and so this guy walked off and I said, Russell, what the fuck was that? And he goes, I don't know. I had dinner with that guy last night. I said, what? And he said, well, while he was eating his TV dinner in his living room, watching, you know, gladiator, yeah. like, we were having dinner together. That's what he thinks in his head. Oh my God. Like drew this association. And it, and it, and it took me back to a climbing, situ climbing situation where I was just like trying to wrap my head around it. So I got to personalize it in some way. And so I had a client and we went to Chamonix um, or he, he, I was living in Chamonix at the time and he flew over and, and, uh, and, and, and despite everything, the guy turned out to be completely incompetent. And so I came up with this idea with a friend of mine who was there um, also visiting at the time, another like competent climber. He said, tell you what, man, you should just ski out to the bottom of the front pillar. I'm like, okay, what would that do? And he goes, well, then like three days later, 
just climb the normal route on Mont Blanc and then drop down into Italy and look down the Frenet pillar. Like there's where that route tops out. He'll put it together. He'll think he fucking did it. <laughs> you show him the bottom, you show him the top. He thinks he was there. He adds it all together because he's delusional in the first place. And so this was, and then that was, that is exactly what I <clears throat> understood from like, okay, I'm eating dinner. Russell Crowe's on TV. Therefore we had dinner together. Therefore I can just walk up to him at a Starbucks and start talking to him in a very familiar way, which you would never do with someone's dad. That must have been the balls of steel. Um, I would have thought, you know, like, I'm just like, dude, you're fucking ballsy. Not only that, you didn't do the research because you kind of confused him with that <laughs> other guy. But, um, but, it, but, it, but it's, it, it's an interesting sort of glitch in this whole process yeah. of that whether it's social media or it's any kind of media giving giving people access to things they wouldn't would 20 years ago 30 years ago it would take them a long climb up a tall fucking ladder mm -hmm. to be able to have that conversation in the first place and i think the the latter you know the, the the technology the way that it's evolved in the way that everything is 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 public in a sense it just kicked the ladder down and everything's flat and accessible. <laughs> so well, to circle back around where we kind of originated or where the conversation originated from, do you think that's part of the reason that you get these emails because the ladder's so short now that they're just like, hey. Uh, well, the, the ladder's height, distance, uh, ring length isn't accurate. It's not, it's a perception problem, but also like, let's say that we did allow somebody like, okay, so this guy did reach out and we are facilitating a transformation. I guarantee it's not what you think that it is. It isn't an easy road. He is not getting it the easy way because he came about it the way that he did. He is on a very finite system. And, and to explore that, this gentleman in question um, that we're in the middle of facilitating a transformation for, he, um, he has a shirt that says probie on it as a probation um, because he is not accepted yet. And his acceptance Did is, you provide him with that, Sean? Uh, that would be Paul. Um, but I provided... Can I just slow I, clap that motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> so here's where it gets better. Uh, I provided the paint marker for checks of how many chances he has. And when he makes a mistake that we're that's unacceptable, he gets one check. There's three check boxes on the T-shirt. Yeah. And when that's up, you're out and you miss the chance. So when people think like, oh, well, that guy emailed and he got through, go ahead and try and go through what this gentleman is going through and understand that uh, his commitment is his currency. And, like, and even though he's not out the other side yet, right. he's still got another month to go. Mm. His perception of what he's going through has and has <laughs> utterly changed from what he thought was was 100%. what it was going to be. How it's, many boxes have been checked? Um, I none officially um, because I gave him perhaps the perception that I was about to check one off, and it fixed you, the issue. You you put the feet of God in them. Yeah, which isn't it funny. Bo little check boxes can affect so much change. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's a visual representation of our failure. 
And it's, I, I mean, part of it doesn't bullshit. Look at that. It's just like, okay, there's a, there's, there's social risk that we take and consequences to our behavior within that thing. And then there's the physical risk and they are in terms of how the ego perceives them. I think those things are absolutely interchangeable. Yeah. I, I think I, throughout this whole conversation, I've learned quite a bit because it's been really interesting to hear. I mean, obviously this is what we do, uh, but to vocalize it, some things come through. And for me, um, the social habit that becomes social vice was an interesting point that you brought. And I think that I'll carry that with me. And your porch story is just fucking gold. <laughs> that's wild. I just, uh, no, fucking that a, yeah, it, 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 yeah, that, that was amazing. I mean, for me, it's just like, I look at some of this stuff and, and I asked a you know, question and I it came into it as like, why do you want, and, and it actually initiated with converse, conversation about climbing mm-hmm. in front of a, bar here in Salt Lake fairly recently and someone was talking about how they wanted to be you know become a better climber or like I want to climb at this level like the the closest like the next highest level to what's possible and my question was is like well how's that going to change your life <laughs> I want to go on a beginner climbing wall once I've never been on a climbing wall never <laughs> but, it's, but it's this thing it's, a, yeah. it's this idea that if I if I accomplish this thing or I have this thing um, then I will be this person. He's imagining the respect Wait. from the thing that he hasn't even fucking that, done that, yet. That he hasn't, that he hasn't done exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and completely disregarding all of the rungs on a very tall ladder to get to that point. And if we just, and if we would just, I would you know, just say, okay, let's go back. I'm going to sit on the tired phrase that it's the process is more important than the product. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, there it is. It, it, and this is something which has been completely, I think, destroyed in the minds of many people by the idea of this hack, this optimize, the fact that you can compress this into a certain amount of time. It's four hour this. It's seven minute that. It's four minutes. It's just like, oh, you can get exactly where you want to go on the limited time that you have. Because I bought seven Vitamix. So I don't have to wash them until one day of the week. <laughs> exactly. But if you'd been actually smart, you would have been, you would have bought one base and seven pitchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think actually that's kind of a funny thing to close on. <laughs> yeah. This has been great. Out.